We did oh, have a good time in BC. It but, was. Uh, it was not it was, the same without you. Yeah. No, it yeah. was. And we yeah. said that. Totally. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of reflection and collaboration as we seek to keep growing as teachers. This podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. I'm Abby DeGroat. And I'm Dave Mulder. Friends, we're always looking for topics of conversation and feedback, so please email us at hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Your feedback is important to us. I will, I just want to start by saying it's good to be back in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Darren speaks from wherever you are. We we miss you and thank you. Um, but Abby, it's good to have you join us. Here now. I am. <laughs> True or false, though, Dave, when we were in B.C., we were pretty excited to be there. I, I was very excited to be and, there. And I thought they would be pretty excited to see you and me. <laughs> you know? You, you but you know what I'm about to say. I do. We, we were so excited. And we felt really welcome. And people were coming up to the table. And, and more than one person, more than one person came to us and said, Dave and Matt, it's really good. Thanks for coming. Is Abby here? <laughs> and Dave, what was their response? And we said, I said, no, she's in Iowa. And they said, oh. oh. <laughs> like literally. Literally. This multiple times. Literally. So and we kind of looked behind us like, we're, <laughs> we're not good enough? No, no, it's good, but. Abby's not here. Yeah, but we're a team. That's why. Yeah, it had oh, nothing totally. to do with me. Totally. False. Anyways, um, Abby, it, it, you were missed, and, and yes. we mean that. So it is yes. good. Darren, thank you. Um, yeah, but it's it good to good. be sitting around a table mm-hmm. in Northwest Iowa where it snowed for the first time this week. So, <laughs> Dan and Abby, one of the things that um, I've been thinking about a lot lately that I is I love Advent. Mm. Um, partly it's part of the tradition in which I was raised, but it um, even the devotional book that I use, it, it's the beginning of the book starts with the first week of Advent. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like the beginning of a new year, so to speak. And and one of the things I realized as I was thinking about, about Advent and we like candles in our house each week um it just it, kind of this idea of like it just reminds me of this deep longing and desire um mm. just yeah for for christ just to be in this season and i love following the, the liturgical calendar and i actually just want to start instead of ending i just want to start with an with an advent prayer if i can or these Please. advent words yeah um so yeah i just and, and maybe we can post these in the show notes as well sure. for anyone who might want to want to read along so Dave and Abby, I'm wondering if we can do this like an opening circle and we can mm-hmm. just each take a line sure. as mm-hmm. we go. And um, So I'll, I'll start and Dave will go that way. So God is arriving from a distance. At some point, Israel had to transition from a wandering desert mindset to a promised land taking one. They had to practice hope. Practicing hope is mostly about remembering. It's about remembering times when miraculous change has taken place. And calling it into our present. That's what Advent does. It's an annual reminder that we are also called to move from a desert-wandering mindset to a promised land taking one and how we believe the Spirit can move in our lives today. Advent has begun and the Christ is coming with an invitation to acknowledge the wilderness we've come from that we're in and to reach out into new thinking, new seeing, new believing again 
Advent invites us to practice prophetic living. Leaving behind the old ways of thinking. Things must gradually change. This season is unending. This year has the last word. Nothing can stop this. For Advent thinking. To prepare a way in our wilderness, we have to first believe. Believe that Christ is coming in his own surprising way. And that his coming is always very good news. Lord Jesus Christ, come. Amen. Amen. Dave, I know you've done some writing. Um, you yeah. have a, just want to tie this in, I guess, um, thinking about Advent, because I know you have a newsletter that, uh, you know, that you've been developing. And yeah. it is, I would say is newer than older. That's and, true. Yep. But I also know that you've done some writing about Advent in, in the yeah. past. We yeah. can, I don't know if I can put you on the spot, if you if you can bring up your sure. that newsletter, I'll just share a few of your own thoughts about uh, it. I appreciate you mentioning that. It's something, I, I used to blog. I had a blog that I was running for about 10 years, and that was a good experience. Um, but I also realized I was kind of running out of steam with the blog, and this was a way of renovating. I, I want to keep writing for people who want to read what, what I've got to say. Can I ask you, Dave, what yeah. does it do for your own professional development oh, to write oh, yeah. regularly? So Thanks for asking that. Mm-hmm. Um, I find writing is thinking for mm-hmm. me, if I could, if I can yeah. be so bold as to say that. And as I'm writing, I often clarify what I really think about mm-hmm. something. And having an audience, uh, the, the difference for me of, of the newsletter versus blogging, um, with the the blog, it was just kind of me just musing out loud, and anybody who happened to read along, great. Mm-hmm. And with the newsletter, I try to have a more specific audience in mind that I'm writing to, and so people kind of sign up and they subscribe, and it comes to them in their inbox. And so it's almost always reflections on on teaching in some way, shape, or form. But what I call this, I, I decided like, what what am I good at? Like, what, what am I actually good? At? Right. And so I called the newsletter positivity, passion, purpose. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those are three things that I have to offer. And so the, the kind of the idea being, if you're interested in a boost of positivity or um, you need a jolt of passion or be reminded of your purpose yeah. for what you're doing as an mm-hmm. educator. And it is written mostly for educators. Um, but, yeah, Matt, I appreciate you bringing this yeah. up because the um, latest edition of the newsletter, really, that was the, the focus. It was an Advent reflection. Yeah. And I told a story. And I'll just post this in the show notes, too, if you're interested. Yeah. And please don't pre- – listeners, thank you for listening. But don't feel pressure to sign on. But if you're interested, if you if you subscribe, I'd love to have you join us and, and be part of the conversation. I am going to encourage them to subscribe. <laughs> no, I am. I'm very I am going to. Yeah. Because I do, th- I do think it, it, like you use the word to give you a jolt or to help you reimagine or reinforce your purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I sort of feel like we all need, like who doesn't mm. need that right now right. in education? Like right. I, like to be reminded, you know, at this time of year, maybe like you're getting tired, but at mm-hmm. any time, just uh, with some of the, yeah, just the atmosphere out there right now that feels adversarial at times with yeah. with education and with it's hard being a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that idea of like, yeah, I, I think you do. I, th- I just find the title, for those who don't know Dave, so describes. <laughs> no, in a good I appreciate way, that, brother. It does so describe <laughs> because I do think you are so focused on your on your purpose but also, like, obviously your passion. And by passion, I don't mean for sure you're an energetic person. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're, you're, you you think deeply. Like, you mm-hmm. have to be passionate about the topics you're teaching. You think passionately about pedagogy, about the importance mm-hmm. of it. And, 
And so, uh, so passion for me, because it can be an overused word to describe people yeah. who are loud, right. And, right. and and that is part, you know, that can be part of passion. But I think your passion is so much deep deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also I'm I'm gonna say that I also there's a playful side to this. Oh yes, that's that's fair. So yep. I so before you read, I just I'm, I just want you to talk for a couple more minutes because, like I said, I do think there's lots to learn. In your right from you in your writing, but I also like I said I feel like it will put a little bit of extra jump in someone's step as as it sure. does for me. So so what about the playful side of it? Yeah, okay, just... I'll say a little bit. So every every edition it comes out every other Wednesday, and I always have a couple things that I'm loving right now that yeah. I'll put in there. So usually two or three or four things. I think a film that I rewatched or a book that I'm reading yeah. or a weird internet thing that I came across or a video or you know something silly like that uh, so there's something playful in that right like uh, this this uh, most recent edition I'll just tell you the three things that I shared that I'm loving uh, first one was a pretty serious book called when everything's on fire uh, it's nonfiction it's about people who are deconstructing their faith um, but it was such a compelling read for me it was really an important one so I gave a little bit there um, the next thing is an Instagram account that I follow called terrible maps and that's exactly what it is they're terrible <laughs> Maps. <laughs> of course you follow of course, that. Right? Of course you <laughs> And then the third was a podcast that I love that's been on hiatus for four years. It's called More Perfect. It's all about mm-hmm. the U.S. Supreme Court. Super hmm. nerdy and niche. And, yeah. uh, but I just saw they have a new season that's coming out after the in, in the new year. Wow. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So I gave my review of that. Right? So, yeah. right. And then I always uh, close out with a, a playlist of five songs to listen to this yeah. week. And cool. so there's always something yeah. thematic that ties them together. Yeah. So five songs from five albums by a band or five songs on a theme or five songs in a genre you don't listen to or and this time it happened to five songs for advent because i feel pretty strongly we need to do better at celebrating advent this is my beef you guys i'm just saying this like people want to like oh it's the day after thanksgiving here in the states turn on the christmas music and they want to jump right to joy to the world and like this drives me crazy joy to the world is a christmas morning song and we should not sing joy to the world until christmas morning and this is a hill i will die on yeah and just because people want to get there so quick right right and then we should have this. This is why I love the prayer yeah. that you started with, too, that, I mean, Advent is a season of waiting. Yeah. And, it, and we should feel restless and we should feel yeah. longing. And, yeah. and we're so quick to, that's our whole culture of we yeah. just want to move on to celebrate the next thing. And yeah. oh, this is why I love the liturgical yeah. calendar, too, yeah. because it forces right. me to slow down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and I, like, and I, as you were saying that, it, I know there's so many playful takes now on advent calendars but if you yeah. actually think about it like this idea like of literally one day mm-hmm. one day like that, that's the connection i'm making right, right. It's, it's not just about it's this reminder right that we're slowly getting there and, and that idea you know. of like hey there's certain songs even we need to wait like we're right, right? right. Yeah. so maybe like maybe we just <clears throat> to settle into come thou long expected Jesus mm-hmm. or oh, come oh come now like we'll right. get there right, right. Yeah. But, that's right but it, it takes more than a day we and, should and I think the waiting I mean the waiting is sort of what it f- yeah fuels the, the passion right. the desire yeah. right? our pastor made an analogy on Sunday t- with the first Sunday of Advent to Jesus second coming which really mm. resonated for me yeah. and our oh. waiting for that Come and that was the, yes and yeah, that, that it, it put it in a new light for me i saw it 
differently, right? As a reflection of a season waiting for Christmas as as a bigger analogy for our waiting for Jesus second. It just right right away makes me think even like I'm, I admit I made a Spotify playlist for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And now it does make me think like, are there songs (laughs) on there? Just like hold back. I just rotate through all of Pentatonics. Oh, let's see. There's something there too. I love it. So whatever, whatever they have produced that is Christmas related in the last five years is just what I listen to. I took a semi-serious conversation and just just destroyed it with reference to pentatonics. Are you against pentatonics? I have strong feelings Uh about pentatonics. I think we've we've talked about this before. I think we have. I think I did a survey. (laughs) I collected data. Most people. That's right. That's right. I do recall. Now it's all coming back to me, which is also a really good thing. It was generally thumbs down to pentatonics. It was not. That is not what happened. You You are misremembering. You are are not a good research methods teacher. If if you think that was a good data set. I have no comeback for that. Anyways, okay. Now, Dave, I want to come back because you did do some. You did. We can have the pentatonic. We can have a whole. We're gonna do a whole. We are gonna do a whole. I'm sorry, I brought it up. Listeners, I apologize for bringing up Christmas music, and then we're gonna do a whole podcast on our Spotify Wrapped, which just came out. Oh my goodness, yes. And I expect to see some of that in the next newsletter. Oh boy, yeah. It's gonna be embarrassing to admit, Dave. I'm wondering if maybe as we bring this, this has been a shorter episode. We get bring it closer to a conclusion, but. If you can share some of your writing well, about Advent. Sure. And if you don't mind, I'll just read part of the newsletter yeah. here aloud. So this is uh, actually a very personal story. and um, But I, I hope people who read it, or if you're hearing this um, too, that it's a word of encouragement, because that's really the way it's intended. So I, I titled this um, piece, Advent is the Antidote. Um, and I'll just read it. Here's, here's what I said. I went through a really low period in my spiritual life about 15 years ago. I was tremendously cynical about almost everything faith-related. I wasn't turning my back on the church or anything like that, but I was really wrestling and questioning. In the parlance of today, you might say I was deconstructing, but I'd prefer to call it renovating, as I think that's a more accurate description. Beautiful word. But regardless what you call it, I was at a low point in my faith, and I was really struggling. And the Christmas season especially was challenging for me. In fact, I know I went so far as to say I hated Christmas. I was disgusted by all the commercialism and the tinselly sparkliness and the blaring Christmas carols at the mall and the cheesy decorations and all the demands and expectations and outright busyness of the season. And taking note of the ridiculous mismatch between what culture says Christmas season is about, all the stuff, and what I know Christmas is really about, celebrating the birth of Christ, the fullness of God wrapped up in human flesh, I found myself disgusted. Mm. I was disgusted with how much the church had bought into the cultural message about Christmas and I was disgusted with how much I had bought into the, that same message. I was angry and fed up and sick of it, and something had to happen. I'm going to skip a little bit here. Um, realizing I was teaching in a Christian school with all the expectations of Christmas celebrations that come with it, I knew I had to do something, and so I started subversively. I didn't set up my Christmas decor on the day after Thanksgiving as I normally had in the past. I had this silly Charlie Brown Christmas tree that I didn't even take out of the box. I didn't get out my snowflake window clings. And I didn't put up my wise men still seek him bulletin board. I can't believe I had a wise men still seek him bulletin Aww. board. Right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't put out any of the obvious, obvious Christmassy decor. And instead, I started reading. I read the gospel accounts of the birth of Christ. I read the book of Isaiah. I read from the minor prophets like Micah and Malachi, who have a lot to say about the coming Messiah. I read Jeremiah 33, which has become one of my very favorite passages in all of Scripture. 
talking about the new covenant. Mm -hmm. I read Genesis to remember how the story began. I read Revelation to remember how the story ends. I read the story. Mm -hmm. And then I started writing. And this was really the first thing of substance I ever wrote. I wrote Mm -hmm. a set of Advent devotionals for my seventh grade uh, homeroom at the Christian school. Um, And I was very honest with them about how I was feeling about Christmas and how I hated the commercialization and the busyness and all the stuff. I called it stuffmas, right? Uh, I was honest about how all this drove me back to the Word, and I shared with my students my reflections about the passages I'd been reading, which had become these devotionals. And throughout my reading and writing, I realized I was seeking, really, truly seeking, seeking the King. And that became the narrative thread that wove all these devotionals together. We were going to focus together on seeking the King. So my wise men still seek him. Bulletin board may not have gone up that year, but I was personally seeking the king nonetheless, and perhaps more authentically than I had at any of those high moments in my spiritual walk up until that time. That year, I really celebrated Christmas. I celebrated out of and maybe even in spite of my disgust for the commercialization of the Christmas season. I celebrated that I'd found the baby in the manger, the word made flesh, God camping out among us. I'll stop there, I think. Yeah, but, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Maybe we can just end by reading a bit of this and conclude, starting sure. with, and do line by line. Advent invites us to pro- practice prophetic living. Leaving behind the old ways of thinking. Things must gradually change. The season is unending. This year has had the last word. Nothing can stop this. For Advent thinking. To prepare a way in our wilderness, we first have to believe. Believe that Christ is coming in his own surprising way. And that his coming is always very good news. Lord Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, come. Listener, we hope that your journey to the manger is slow and intentional and deliberate this Christmas season. And we want to thank you for listening once again. Thanks, everybody. This podcast was literally dreamed up during one of our actual hallway conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Hey, we have a favor to ask of you. Would you be willing to rate this podcast or write a review in your podcast app? Or if you found this conversation interesting or helpful, would you consider sharing it on your social media? Those things really do help podcasters out, and we would be so, so grateful. Thanks for listening, friends. Okay, I think we, can, I'm going to think we should go a totally different direction. You know, let's just find a quote if you want. <laughs> Just come up with something and stick it in there. (laughs) Psalm 150, praise the Lord, let's go. (laughs) Praise the Lord, let's go. Yeah, totally. Everything's fine here. No, we're good. We're good.